Disclaimer, the following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. And uh, today, I am joined by my two confidants of the Tyler twins. We've got Blaze. What up? And we've got Menace. Hello. We're not actually twins, by the way. But yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on, whether it's in the gaming sphere, the movie sphere, TV rights and and trademark situations but i think the best thing to start off with is the most notable gaming reveal in the past i say in the past couple days but we've had like a vr showcase we've had the xbox and the other gaming conventions but um for those of you that have played dragon ball z kakarot their 23rd martial arts tournament dlc is coming out and if you guys haven't seen the gameplay that they revealed it is going to be completely grounded combat so no so, so no flying. You can't fly. You're not allowed. Your, your feet are glued to the floor. It's always get, like, and... broken in like the first first few rounds in the anime. Yeah, it's it's interesting because Tian Shinhan's going to be a playable character. You're going to be able to have a boss fight with uh, OG Piccolo, which is going to be cool because he's going to be able to turn giant. I get to play as Tian Shinhan, the man himself. <laughs> the Tri-Beamer himself. I'm actually kind of excited for... Kikoho! King Koho. Uh, from what we've seen thus far, it's um, it's it's genuinely as if they were like, you know what, you know what, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot's missing an arena fighter. Let's just give him an arena fighter for Dragon Ball. So so yeah, basically they could literally just port this into a multiplayer thing and allow everyone to have a Dragon Ball Z arena fighter, which Man, I'd be super Dragon Ball for. Z Royale. No, we're not getting a battle royale. They're already in Fortnite. Let's leave it at that. DBZ Royale. And then you become Goku and do a spirit bomb and wipe out half the half the map. I will always remember that one Kamehameha clip from Fortnite where he literally just won the game frame oh one. Oh my god! At the boss. Literally. Oh man. But yeah, it's gonna be. I, I think it's a good step forward because it it allows a little bit more growth in the OG DBZ stuff. Because I know we've gotten a lot of like super stuff with the two original DLCs. We've got a little bit of Bardock, we've got Trunks, but I'm sure with how the rest of the deal, I'm assuming there's going to be a season three for DLC, but from what we've seen so far, I'm hopeful that we might even get some OG Dragon Ball for a final DLC, or possibly maybe like Gogeta with Janemba. Then Majin Vegeta. Yeah, but that it off. but wasn't that already covered in the Majin Buu arc? Yeah, yeah, you didn't even play it. But speaking of games that you do play, uh, Menace, what is happening with Assassin's Creed Red? There was essentially a LinkedIn post I was posted for uh, from Ubisoft that said looking for someone to help on Project Red it's supposed to be the LinkedIn post said the biggest blockbuster game of 2024 so they actually accidentally released their uh, release date window uh, so for anybody that is an Assassin's Creed fan out there the Japanese Assassin's Creed that we've been waiting years for is supposed to be set in 2024 I'm super excited for it I've been waiting a long time to get uh, Japan as our base 
of operation for Assassin's Creed. I'm just hoping, because we got Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out soon, and that one seems to be going more back to the basis of where the Assassin's Creed games were. And I'm hoping they continue that going into this red one as well. I was actually uh, thinking about that, and it seems like every other year for Assassin's Creed games that have come out, one has been like actually like oriented towards the Assassin's Creed and like the story with like uh, the Egyptian one, I can't remember. Was the, but in between that, they had uh, Valhalla and Odyssey, which was like those were the combat oriented ones, the like the more combat where like it was it was a lot less of being uh, stealthy stealth. actually. Yeah, I think uh, like being because you're supposed to be like a shinobi in red from what we've seen. And, oh, that uh, just warrants stealth right there. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm excited to see a full on stealth kind of scenario for Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's been a while since I've experienced the actual like feeling of being a stealth assassin in that franchise. It's gonna be like Ninja Gaiden meets Assassin's Creed. Oh, you know know there's gonna be a skin pack. There's gonna be some DLC crossover with Ninja Gaiden. I hope they do go heavy into the lore like they have been, like the lore of that region, like they have been with like Valhalla and Odyssey and all of them. And like you get to fight like dragons and stuff like that and from their mythology. That'd be really cool. If we could actually get an Assassin's Creed dragon Have to to fight like a set of Oni to gain a weapon for later on or some stuff like that. I'd I'd like that. I'd appreciate that. But yeah, switching gears, going to more of the movie-related news. Blaze, I know you actually got a chance to check out Ninoma. What did you think of it? Yeah, uh, Nimona is a new animated film that got put on Netflix earlier this this month, and it is already currently in ninth place for top 10 films in Netflix right now. Uh, and it looks like it's slowly just going to start going up the ranks from there. But this movie has been on a journey to get released. So first off, a little bit about the movie. You follow a commoner who had the chance to turn into a knight for the city. But his name is Ballister. And on the day of his basically like coronation of becoming a knight he gets framed for killing the queen leaving him one disarmed as one of the other knights who was his boyfriend cut his arm off before he fled and while on the run he is trying to find a way to clear his name but ends up getting found by this weird girl named Nimona who thinks he is a villain and wants to be his sidekick, which is kind of a funny thing to think about. Like, I'm not a villain. Why are you trying to be my sidekick? I'm not in for this chaos. I appreciate that. It it is very funny. It has some really good comedic effects to it. And the, uh, the chemistry between Nimona and Ballister is a lot of fun. But basically, the movie skyrockets with him trying to clear his name with the help of Nimona, while he slowly starts to realize Nimona is a shape-shifting monster that they've always been, like, raised to, like, destroy firsthand when they see any type of monster. So it really goes kind of hand-in-hand of Ballister wanting to clear his name, but also fights if he should keep Nimona as a friend or see her as an actual, as the actual villain. Yeah, when I looked at the trailer, I thought the art style was really expressive, so I really appreciate the kind of vibe that the whole film that the film was going for yeah and rating wise the movie's already doing amazing around tomato it's been given a 94 percent by um raiders 
and then the audience is giving it a 92% as well. Going into how hard it was for this movie to come into fruition, it was originally being made by the animation studio Blue Sky, who is mostly known for like the Ice Age films. Oh yeah, I know though. But uh, Disney bought over Blue Sky when they had the the Fox Disney merge. Yeah, and then they and just dissolved the d- dissolved the uh, studio. Yeah, pretty much. But after the merge happened, Disney shut down Blue Sky after the film was already like 75% done, which basically just put the movie in limbo for a while until Netflix picked up where they left off and continued it and finished it. This movie has probably been in the works for like six to eight years. And it wouldn't have taken that long if there hasn't been so many switches of companies and cancellations of the film. But eventually, it has finally been able to come out, and it is a phenomenal movie. I highly recommend you give it a chance. It has great action, great character development, great comedy, and hits you in the feels pretty hard in a few scenes. I feel like with how synonymous you've become with movies on this podcast, I feel like you should we should start doing a, a blazing hot review you where you, you you give you give the you give the score out of 10 okay yeah i would probably give the movie i'd say an 8 8.5 out of 10 That's i hot. would give it closer to a 10 but there is one thing that the fandom that a lot of the fans have seen it have stated that the movie could have done a little better on was giving a little bit more flushing out of the world i could i could see that but other than that i think the movie is phenomenal and pretty dang close to flawless well moving from that movies have been like uh increasing in quality and like because towards the end of like endgame and stuff it kind of started falling off and shows and movies were seemed like they were like lacking in the writing department it's good to see that it's uh, good to definitely coming out yeah it's definitely good to see a couple good ones starting to come out again oh yeah i'm always an advocate for new animated ip to build i loved encanto so any anything else we can get that's like really good quality i'm gonna love the animation style on it is really nice too right i thought so too you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw 90.9 fm but going from one incredible piece of art to one piece of art that's probably not gonna be as incredible craven the hunter and with its trailer coming out man i i've got i've got some mixed opinions on this because i think the concept that they're going into it with is interesting where like you have people like craven you have people like rhino and we'll, we'll probably see a couple more uh, animal uh, will probably come back well I, I was thinking more animal based villains like the scorpion or whoever else you can get but vulture. The, the vulture uh i mean he is already in the sony verse thanks to morbid time but yep. <laughs> when it comes to me i've always loved craven to be this incredibly skilled fighter that got his skills through his own training rather than being bestowed them by any sort of external force and the way they're framing it in the movie seems as though he gets the ability from blood from like the blood of the animal yeah it kind of seems like they're making him seem like a spider-man ripoff and uh to the point of moist critical when he was talking about this movies industries just don't want to make villains they don't want to make a villain movie if, if you have a villain that you got to make a movie out of guess what it's gonna be an anti-hero venom it's gonna be an anti-hero more morbius 
Venom is an anti-hero, though. I know, but... And Morbius is an anti-hero, though. Okay, Morbius, I understand, but you gotta admit, Venom has a good portion where he's a villain before They started off as villains, but then through interactions with, like, Spider-Man and other stuff, they started to change into the anti-hero. So their first films, having them as actual villains, and then if they did, like, a Sinister Six, where they all got together and went after Spider-Man, and Spider-Man changed them to not want to be big villains anymore, that might have been a good concept. Oh yeah, I would have loved a Sinister Six movie. I feel like this movie is going to be a good step in the right direction for MC, for not MCU projects, it's, it's Sony, but it is under MCU, you get what I'm saying. But I feel like the CGI might be a bit ill. That's what that's my worry like when it comes to like the texturing on Rhino's skin or the the after effects of Craven's eye. I feel like it'll be a little hokey with all the special effects we're going to have to deal with. CGI and special effects in movies are going to be bad are going to continue to be bad for like the next couple maybe year or two with the next few films that are coming out just because of how overworked so many vfx studios are from all these big films wanting big stuff done quick and fast yep nobody wants practical effects anymore all the powers and stuff i can kind of understand a little bit harder to do yeah yeah well like for instance going from going to another franchise that's known for their practical effects uh menace how did the new wonka trailer treat you it's pretty good it's coming out on the December 15th and it looks like it's a starting point in the Wonka story essentially it shows how uh, essentially how he made his chocolate factory so famous uh, there is a pretty interesting part in it is that he meets this girl it doesn't really show her off that well but it seems like he's actually like not doing well until he meets him so I'm guessing that maybe she has something to do with how all of his candies are so like marvelous like the, the stuff that makes you flow or like everlasting, the stuff that turns you the everlasting gobstopper yeah, like that stuff. <laughs> it's going to be another Tim Burton movie, and it's going to be revealed that he has to kill her and use her essence to create all of the crazy candies. <laughs> I, I am really looking forward to this movie, though, because it's interesting to see a prequel of how Willy Wonka came to be. Because we've seen Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory and Charlie and Chocolate Factory where Charlie in Shark Factory dealt with his past a little bit, but it's interesting to see this movie fully go into his past of like how he came to be the man he is. Everybody loves an origin story. I think it'll be cool. I think it'll I'm be too cool. A sucker for a musical. Oh, dude, when those Oompa Loompas start shuffling and jiving. Uh, I don't think they're they're gonna play a major part in it. It shows uh, towards the end. It shows him uh, like finding his first one. I am a I am so glad they have Hugh Grant being an Oompa Loompa because I think that is hilarious. His personality fits it. But uh, I think it would have been even better if they had someone like Peter 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 Dinklage. Oh right, so they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. They don't have to like, like CGI someone as a midget. I feel like that'd be a little bit jarring, especially with how long he's been in Game of Thrones for. Dude. Yeah, that's. Nah, it's fine. Let him let him do what he wants. That's what the real that's what the real crossover that we need. We need Willy Wonka and and Game of Thrones. Nah, Game we're gonna have Wee Man from Jackass. <laughs> That'd be, that, that'd be funny, actually. That'd be pretty funny. Um, going on to some other news that has been both funny and also just really sad blaze this deadpool 3 situation kind of just ballooned in the last couple days huh 
Yeah, so uh, within the last, like, two weeks, Deadpool 3 has started filming, and we actually got a few set leaks and leaked rumors of who could be appearing in the film. But going to the set leaks, we got a few photos of Ryan Reynolds in his new updated comic suit, which doesn't look too different from Deadpool 1 and 2, just has some of the black parts moved around a bit, and the red is more brighter, a little bit more to that comic-accurate red. But the big leak photo is Hugh Jackman finally in the iconic yellow and blue costume. He blue underwear. He does not have the blue underwear, and he has long sleeves, but that thing looks sick. I think they did a great job and making it look practical but accurate to the original concept of the suit. I am under- wondering if he's going to have the like the headpiece on at some point or if it's oh. not going to be there. Imagine how funny it'd be if for the whole movie he just didn't have pupils. <laughs> I actually saw for the uh, on Facebook that this will actually mark as him playing Logan in every point in, in Wolverine's career essentially. Which is really crazy to think about. Hugh Jackman has really changed how people perceive Steve, uh, Wolverine or Logan as a character because in the comics he's like he's not tall he's like 5'5 five, five and it, a, real a lot big of his villains pick on him for being short yeah but Hugh Jackman's like six foot so it really changed how people perceived him as a character and the pers- personality he had as for him in the movies definitely kind of changed the comics a little bit but that he's not he's not just an asshole all the time he's an asshole for good reasons Right. But going on to some of the rumored leaks, uh, we have some interesting people that may be showing up in this film. Mm -hmm. They hinted that Channing Tatum might show up finally to cameo as the character he was going to be in the canceled X-Men movie as Gambit. That's hilarious. So we're finally we might finally see him in the Gambit outfit, finally playing the character. But we also might be getting some returning cameos from people like uh, James Marston as Cyclops, Hellberry as Storm. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Famke Jansen as Jean Grey, along with. F-A-M-K-E. I do not know how to pronounce oh, okay. that correctly. Uh, along with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen as Professor X and Magneto. Oh, that'd be great. That'd but be great. here, here's some really interesting ones. Elizabeth Olsen as a variant of Scarlet Witch coming in, finally being Magneto's daughter. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. And probably the biggest rumor out of all of this, which is going to make sense into how this is getting put into the MCU, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson will appear will appear in the movie in some fashion as Loki and Mobius in the Loki show as members of the TVA. They were cool. starting up another season for that, weren't they? Yeah, we got a season two that's going to be coming either either later this year or beginning of next year. I don't know if depending on if it gets delayed or not. I was just going to say, like, with, talking about delays, like the one thing I heard about the Deadpool 3 movie that really scared me was the actor strike that was going on in conjunction with the writer strike. Yep. Unfortunately, this may end up making Deadpool 3 get delayed further, if not the schedule for when the movie will release get pushed back because the writer and actor strike that is going on may forced them to shut down filming for Deadpool 3 as they were getting in the way of them trying to film scenes for the movie. Of course. 
once again though, the, this strike is for. I know we talked about this before, but it's for good reason. Like, oh, 100%. It, it definitely getting, they're is. not getting paid enough for their profession and not getting treated correctly. Right. I hope this strike does well for them. I hope they don't have to wait long to finally get some better wages. And I hope the higher ups just listen to them sooner than later to where we don't get screwed over on things we've been wanting to see and the people that have been working on it finally get paid their due of what they are owed for working on these films and right. shows. I feel that as a fan, I it's obvious it obviously sucks that we're gonna have to deal with delays, but like it's for the better of not only the health and monetary safety of all the workers that are behind the scenes, but just for like the overall brand of the IP that are that that's trying to be pushed out. <laughs> You're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW 90.9 FM. But speaking about another piece of IP that's about to be pushed out seven seasons of gumball whoa my brain just had a seasons a hundred seasons rick and morty seven days of gumball oh man uh gumball the amazing world of gumball just had their season seven teaser at annie fest and from what i've heard it's going to be a complete continuation from the season six cliffhanger which if you don't know uh i don't know who has watched amazing world of gumball or who hasn't so spoiler warning but for season six it was this situation where darwin and gumball i can't believe i almost forgot the main character's name they were trapped in this extra dimensional void space in between like the rejected concept for the show and what actually features on air so it'll be really interesting to see how they work that into the new season i know there was also a movie in the works but i think it got canceled or delayed the next generation chowder i love it i would pay to see a crossover between gumball and chowder just so rada, rada. I wasn't talking about a crossover, my guy. Oh, well, I was saying I, this, like this gumball itself is like the next generation version of Chowder. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see that. Just with how integral it's been to this generation's like growth. I know I grew up on Chowder. I'm just talking like the the aspects of the show, the fourth wall breaking, the making references to real life stuff. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. that that I definitely agree with. That that's always been something I've enjoyed out of both of them. Oh man, I, what I think my favorite one was when they just lost budget for the show, so they it's just like the voice actors in their in the recording the white booth. screen, right? Uh, but yeah, hopefully that season seven will be coming out by 2024, 2025. There's no confirmed date right now, but. At least we know that the continuation of Gumball is at least right now safe. And speaking of another continuation that is safe, Menace, tell us more about Fiona and Cake and the spinoff that it's getting on HBO Max. Uh, I actually learned something while researching this, and it's it actually made me more interested. So it's called Fiona and Cake, right? But apparently the main premise behind it is that Simon, the Ice King, now, now back to Simon after everything that happened at the end of, of Adventure Time, Dude, spoilers, it's a 10-year-old show. Oh my god. 10 years is the amount of time. It's perfect amount of time. If you have not watched Adventure Time, you're living under a f- rock. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he is dimension hopping, looking for Betty, trying to find a way to get her back. 
Aww. And he happens across uh, Finn and Cake, or Fiona and Cake, oh my god, and starts helping them out. And a spinoff will be developed exclusively for HBO Max. It's coming out uh, later this year, actually. Uh, it'll be handled by the same crew that did Adventure Time, so nothing's really, the no story changes, Not shouldn't, shouldn't be anything that big. That interesting that, that is interesting that HBO Max, or just Max now, I think is from their rebrand name, is taking over where it's going to be streamed on, so that way don't though you don't have to worry about the rules of Cartoon Network anymore. Right. Oh yeah. So they can um, definitely hit some topics that Cartoon Network basically kind of forbade them from doing. Yeah. Um. It it will give them a lot more like because it's set for young adults. It's not really like a kid show. Yeah, that's what I really appreciated about the kind of epilogue series of short of uh, feature animated episodes that were for each individual character like i felt like those topics were a little bit more the further further along the bar than what we originally got in adventure time so i I hope this goes a little bit further even more well to kind of go with that is uh they reported that the the i cannot speak today this will be like a continuation from biona and cake's other episodes so stuff that did happen will still be like canon and stuff like that it's all canon but yeah, so Simon actually joins them, and whether it's him joining them or them getting in, Fiona and Kate getting into some situation, apparently there's a completely new antagonist now that is trying to wipe Fiona and Cake from the multiverse. So they it's are good. hopping across the universe, the multiverse, Adventure Time. It's gonna be the Lich King, isn't it? I, I'm not sure. It could be that the hand became something new itself. But that's my my theory on is that it has something to do with the hands that the Lich sent across the multiverse. Yeah, I was always whenever I saw the concept of Fiona and Cake just in the episodes that they appeared in, I was always super invested in the fact that there's just like like this is just a multiverse. This is so cool, like an entire other dimension of characters they, gender swap. Fiona and Cake themselves weren't like set as a multiverse thing because they were originally Ice King's fan fictions of stuff that was going on in the land of Ooh. Oh. Yeah, that's why I, one of the main things I'm wondering is if Simon will remember them from what he wrote down. They got official fanfics up in this show. Yeah, uh, it wasn't confirmed that they were like that they were another universe multiverse until like the whole Lich King stuff started going down. Right. But I wonder if we're gonna get to see like later on how the farm universe was doing that blew up from the, one of the Lich's bombs. Oh, we're gonna yeah. be able to see like other new multiverses. I would assume that this is just the start of like another kind of series bait. Like th- there could be so many episodes of this. Just going through different universes. Kind of like what Sonic Prime is doing. It's called Sonic Prime. It's going to be the Rick and Morty of Adventure. Oh, God, no. Uh, But going from one continuation of a series to one series that is actually going to be ending, apparently. Blaze, going to some YouTube news. What's going on with Red vs. Blue? Yeah, so it's going to be marking almost 20 years of, of the show Red vs. Blue going on as it's about to hit its 19th and now announced final season from the trailer that just got released for it on YouTube. And for those who don't know, Red vs. Blue was kind of this old school um, YouTube based content show where it was just these different characters on the Halo Forge, was it? Yep, they were using some of the Halo games to basically create this fun 
little show between two different teams of like Halo Spartans. And the show originally just was kind of like a joke, fun thing that Rooster Teeth was doing just to give them something to for people to watch to get their channel up. But now it's just skyrocketed every season, just added more depth to it. And it became a, an actual full story that a lot of the fans have grown up and loved throughout these 20 years of knowing Rooster Teeth and just being on YouTube. That's they... one thing I've always liked is that it, it started out as like a what would a Spart what would the Spartans talk about in like the locker room between matches and right? stuff like that. Yeah. Did they give any reason as to why they were ending it with this 19th season? I think thematically it makes sense. The last few seasons have really kind of made the fandom like lose interest as the story for just wasn't quite there anymore for how from how long the show has been going on. I don't think they give an exact reason of, of why they decided to make this the final season, but Mr. Teeth Pro I'm seeing correlation, please. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I'm just uh, another show that Rooster Teeth runs was having the same issues not too long ago. Oh, I see. But with this final season, the trailer that came out basically did a very smart play and retconned the like last five seasons from basically not existing and calling them simulations. That's hilarious because that that is like a perfectly valid explanation. Because the fans always deemed season 13 as the true ending and with this final season season 19 they're continuing off of that ending and everything that has happened afterwards have been simulations in the character epsilon's um mind trying to find a way to get the group to survive this final battle and then survive what's going to happen come afterwards I'm sure there'll be a giant space battle. Probably. But throughout the trailer, he's like just re-watching everything that's happened from all the past seasons, giving us confirmation that they've all been simulations this whole time. And one of his like subroutined AIs that are a part of him is just kind of like talking him down about this isn't going to work. You know what's going to happen. And Epsilon just won't have it and wants to run one more simulation. And at the end of the trailer, we get the quote that Epsilon says at the end of season 13. That's probably one of the best quotes of the show. Just at the end, you have to have faith. Ain't that a bitch? And it cuts to black. So I'm really interested. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm really interested to see how this is going to go. And I hope it brings back the hype and the fans are back for this final season. I mean, I never got into it myself, but I heard a lot about it. And it was, it's, it's always been in not just Rooster Teeth's history, but like YouTube's history as a whole. It's definitely one of those series that defined like early day YouTube. Right. Alongside others like Death Battle, Smosh, Ray William Johnson. The name's Gemini, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW 90.9 FM. But yeah, going from one, uh unfortunate ending to a much beloved series we're gonna be looking into some trademark litigation baby because learning with pibby one of my new favorite shows that hasn't become a show just yet got a trademark update in the latter half of june we saw the trademark for learning with pibby be granted an extension which can only mean one thing guys more uh, 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 
more opportunity to actually see this be a thing. You okay there? I, I am. Think Robbie just had a stroke. I'm having a little bit of an excitement stroke. You were, cause you, cause you were the one to tell me not to stroke out before the episodes. I know, I know. But what I'm telling you right now is learning with Pibby is that level of excitement because... I think that's a good thing. Having this seemingly innocent preschool type educational show and then have it have this horror aspect where it's basically zombies but it's a corruption across all of animation and there's crossovers between all different sides of Hanna-Barbera, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, like this is going to be a show to remember and I am so happy that it's having this kind of continuation and, and overall just support, whether it be from fans or the dedicated team behind it. It's going to be great. How are you going to feel when the show comes out and it's nothing like that beginning pilot thing that they have? I'm going to be upset and I'm going to cry. <laughs> but not more than I cry when I play Omega Strikers. Menace, are we, are we actually going to... I, I'm not bad. I'm going to get better at it, but in, uh, enough about me and my and my inability to actually play video games. What's going down? No, I think we can do a whole show on how bad you are at video games. Be that as it may. Menace, what's... You're trying to get off this topic so much. <laughs> you know what? Shut up. Just talk about the competitive season, okay? I'm done with you. So, uh, this is actually... Omega Strikers is a... Think of like a air hockey slash arena fighter game. You get to choose between a bunch of different characters and you can attack people with your abilities but you're also trying to score score a goal it's actually like a game show in universe too but they're having their second tournament since the beta for the game and for people in it, it there is a 700 dollars prize pool and the winner will also get a statue of one of my favorite well one of the community's favorite characters dubu building a sandcastle as one of the summer prizes Dubu? There's also, <laughs> yes, Robert Dooku. There's also a, a bunch of like emotes, and I think there's some skin that you can get from Twitch drops. So if you're not, uh, if you're looking for something to watch, you can go and watch that and get some free stuff in the process. Don't they also have a version of it for mobile? Uh, it's on mobile, it's on Switch, it's on PC, it's on console. Hey. I've been really enjoying it. I just hope that they are able to get the platform that, like, Rocket League has. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It definitely looks like it's getting up there in popularity. It came out of nowhere, and people are already in love with the game. Right? There's been such... It's, like, so simple, but, like, there's little intricacies to it that really, like, define the skill gap. And there's even, like, a... There's, like, a cult following of fans around the game. I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility to say that a portion of them were there, because the animation of the intro, like, it it genuinely looks like it was straight out of an anime. I still like that all their tweet or, like, most of their tweets and stuff are, like, in-universe. Yep, it's all lore, baby. Oh yeah. But with that romp through we we got we actually got a pretty wide range of topics today. Like it was it's pretty crazy with how how much how much stuff is actually going on. It's been kind of all over the place the last couple of weeks. There's Definitely. been so much stuff coming out. It's insane. There's so much that I don't even I, I think you know how it is. We're going to have to cut some things cuz timing but we'll i'm sorry if, there, yeah, if there's we're a showcase you, damn you heard it here folks the tyler hive mind is taking over oh yeah 
This is 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 this the first character arc? Is this the first story arc that that our podcast it's, it's is going not a on? Ho- no, no, please don't don't call it, don't call it a takeover. That seems hostile. It's an assimilation. Right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I uh, with that, um, I just want to say thank you so much for my esteemed guests, Tyler and Tyler Blaze. What are you doing? We're, we're simulating the pod. <laughs> we're simulating yeah, the podcast. You yeah. can't do the outro anymore. We're, That's we're, our job now. And menace to be here with. Our- our guest, Bobber. Uh, no, I am also Tyler. This is the the, the Tyler show. Oh, no, this is, this no. Is the pop. We this is the pop Tyler effect. One. We have told you this before. Your application to join the Tyler Hive Mind has been denied. <laughs> I don't even want to be a Tyler. Tylers are stupid, anyways. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, take that every Tyler ever. Like you, Tyler Oakley, and you, Tyler Perry. All of you are just terrible. Wow. You just called Tyler Perry? Yes, and I called out Tyler Oakley. But with that, I think that wraps up a good amount of what we've got going on today. There's definitely more stuff to talk about in the next coming weeks. Just thinking about it makes my mouth froth. Oh god, he's gonna have a stroke again. This. Well, before I get carted off to the ER, I want to say thank you so much for all the listeners to tune in to our nonsensical ramblings. And I want to uh, thank my esteemed guests, Blaze. No problem. And Menace. Yep, yep. I want to make sure to incite all listeners today. Go check out all the other great podcasts that they have got going on on CJSW. Make sure to check out all of the stories and, and details that we talked about today. And that has been this episode of the Pop Culture Effect. We will see you all in the next one, and goodbye, everyone. Bye. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW 90.9 FM.